Darcy's black fluffy tail curled around the base of the tree, her hiding spot. My cat couldn't bear to witness the bludgeoning and pain-filled shrieks. Squinting at my target, I shifted my weight and adjusted my stance. Stay, stay right there. Holding my shiny victim with one hand, I brought my hammer down with all my might. I scored a direct hit. Plink. That was it. Just a pathetic little plink. The nail, completely indifferent to the force exerted by my tiny muscles, mocked me. It was obvious. I would never know the satisfying feeling of driving a nail home with a single strike. Meow, meow. It's all right, Darcy. You can come out. I actually hit the nail this time. My fingers were still throbbing from the last three bashings I'd given myself. If you wonder if I can cuss, let's just say each finger crush and blow caused me to howl out strings of shockingly inappropriate words. I bet those garlands of obscenity still hang from the trees like some kind of vulgar Spanish moss. The sign I'd been trying to nail to a tree flopped to the ground. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Meow. No, I'm not going to get a bigger hammer. I'll ask Brad. You have to admit the man has skills. He knows just how to nail it. Meow, meow. That's what she said. You too now, Darcy. We can't let those boys rub off on us too much. Even my cat was getting out of hand with the one-liners. Meow, meow. Speak for yourself, you say? You know, you've got to start pulling your mind out of the gutter. We might be in the 21st century now, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't act like ladies. Now, I don't know if I really believed what I was saying to Darcy, but a cat owner has to set a good example. Any mom will tell you, good parenting requires you to be a hypocrite. Before resting the sign against the trunk of a large oak, I took a minute to admire my handiwork. I just made the sign the previous night using my newfound colors of spray paint, the most wonderful colors I would never have imagined possible in 1873. Neon green letters against a bright orange background clearly warned any visitors, please, no musical horns allowed, thank you. Randy made fun of what he called the most polite sign in the country, but I don't see how being rude would make people comply. Darcy's tail twitched against my ankle as we strolled back down the tree-lined alley to the plantation house. Olaf crossed our path and decided to block us, bumping his head against my arm. It was his way of asking me to scratch his back with the claw of my hammer. Darcy sauntered over to the house, eager to sleep in her cat tower. After Olaf was satisfied, he picked up the old boot he'd been carrying and lumbered down the path to the bayou. Alone, all I could think about was Brad. I couldn't wait for him to come home. My heart and body yearned for something only he could provide. Let's just say it had nothing to do with nailing up a sign and everything to do with an itch that needed scratching. Unfortunately, Brad was stuck on the night shift and I had a few hours to kill until he got home. It was still early, and I knew I would find my Randy in the kitchen. We'd gotten in the habit of chatting over coffee, or tea in my case, every morning. That particular morning, there was something I remembered thinking about the previous night and decided I should talk to Randy about it. Sure enough, Randy sat by the table in his red silk robe. His long bare legs were crossed and his elevated slipper twitched somewhat rhythmically. His face was hidden behind the morning newspaper. Randy? I have a question for you. Have you ever carried on a conversation with someone, and afterwards you felt like you'd endured an ordeal, which left your head aching from trying to understand it? I mean, it's as if you weren't sure if you were just handed some valuable sage advice, or if you just suffered through fifteen minutes of incoherent babbling. Randy's eyes never peeked out from behind his Sunday copy of the Times Picayune. He noisily sipped his coffee and chuckled. Hmm, incoherent babbling, you say? I know exactly what you mean. 
Long-winded stories, wild speculations, multiple trains of thought all tangled up into a big monkey knot. That's quite a question coming from you, of all people. Isn't that what you're doing now? After more noisy slurps and even lower chuckling, I knew who he was talking about. Randy, the wise ass, was referring to me. I deftly plucked the newsprint barricade from his hands, quickly rolling it up to make a nice club. A warning was absolutely out of the question. I struck suddenly like a cobra. The resulting thwack of the newspaper contacting Randy's noggin was oddly satisfying. I'm not talking about myself, Randy. I'm talking about Max Kovacs. Nearby, atop the carpeted cat tower, Darcy opened one eye and growled in protest of having her catnap disturbed. Ouch. Damn it, Gertie. You're becoming increasingly violent. I think it's time we have a talk about your caffeine intake. By the way he lightly patted his head, it was obvious he was more concerned with his perfect hair than possible traumatic brain injury as a result of the repeated beatings on his skull.